the Incremental to Exponential podcast. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast series from Capita, where we explore how big companies can innovate to survive and grow. I'm Justine Green, and each time we'll be meeting a special guest to hear their story and opinion on our theme. Also, we're joined by Vivek Wadwa and Ishmael Amla, authors of the new book From Incremental to Exponential, How Large Companies Can See the Future and Rethink Innovation. Vivek is a technology entrepreneur and academic based in Silicon Valley. Hi, Vivek. Howdy. And Ishmael is Capita's Chief Growth Officer. Hello, Ishmael. Hey, Justine. Based in Bolton. <laughs> and our renowned guest this time is adventurer, TV presenter, and now co-founder of Becoming X, Bear Grylls. Hello, Bear, and welcome. Hey, nice to be with you guys. Now, Bear, there doesn't seem to be a dull moment in your CV, becoming the youngest person ever to summit Everest, age 23, showing your extreme survival skills in the TV series Man vs. Wild, even breaking the world record for a formal dinner party at 25,000 feet in a balloon. What motivates you to challenge and push yourself to these limits? (laughs) Um, Hey, listen, I think the honest answer is that growing up, this stuff was all I ever wanted to do. It's about all I was ever good at, though, as well. You know, I I, I loved adventure. I, I was taught to climb at a young age by my dad. And I think if I really strip it back, for me, it was about just wanting to be close to him. You know, my way of being close to him is that we'd go out on these adventures and we'd climb these cliffs and and rock faces together so you got a taste for adventure but then you have to put in the hard yards to do the training and develop your skills how did you do that uh well you know it's it's funny it's always easy looking back isn't it you kind of you see a thread but at the time you know these mountains metaphorical and physical can feel big in front of you and i think it was for me it was about you know i knew i wanted to try and join the military uh because i saw that as a way of staying outside and and, and living adventures and and working in small groups of people and I always loved that kind of dynamic. I never had the whole kind of plan laid out, you know, I just wanted to try and stick doing the stuff I really loved and then slowly you build the confidence to do a little bit more and to push a bit harder and and then you fail at a few things and then it's like, are you going to get pushed off course by the failures or can you understand that the failures are okay? You've got to keep moving through it. And, you know, so much of my career has been like that, even from the early days of trying to join the Special Forces, you know, where I, I, I failed selection first time and then got it second time. Or some of the big mountains where I had so many, you know, unsuccessful attempts but eventually you get there. What's the hardest thing you've ever done? Uh, I think it's often the unseen stuff, you know. It, it'd be easy to give you a sort of a trite answer of, you know, climbing high mountains or surviving jungles or deserts, but it's, it's often dealing with finding confidence in, in difficult moments. You know, I mean, I even think to the Everest time, you know, we had four climbers lose their lives up there. Two died of the cold and two fell. And many ways I came back from Everest with less confidence than I, I went with. And then it's about trying to, you know, find it again and, and to not listen to the creeping doubts but I have learned that the key is just keep moving towards the difficult stuff, even if they're baby steps. And, you know, I think so much of life teaches us to run from the hard stuff. So we've heard a little bit about Bear's exploits. Ishmael, uh, your adventurous exploits before we move on? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no adventurous exploits that uh, can be mentioned in the same breath as bears. Two things sort of strike me. One is uh, bear finds themselves in places which are overwhelmingly inspiring. Uh, and for me, if I look back, that was hiking in Kashmir. Uh, and Bear takes loads of risks. And for me, that was as a Man United fan going to watch Man United at Leeds United, at Ellen Road. That's probably the most riskiest thing that I've ever done. <laughs> and Israel, hey, listen, Manchester United on a tough day. That's a risk comes in many different forms, doesn't it, my friend? So, yeah. And I won't, you, you, you mustn't put yourself to, I, I, I can tell you are someone who's got adventure at the heart of all of you do. Listen, you cannot reach the top in your work life without having an adventure spirit and a, an adventure mindset. Okay, well, Bear is someone who clearly takes risks. Vivek, do you think today's big companies need to be far braver to survive and grow? Absolutely. They need to hear every word he just said and realize that it applies to them. And the risks are coming to them whether they're ready or not. They could fall off the cliff any moment, so they might as well prepare for it. Bear, you've had special forces training and incredible adventures, but also you've spent time with world leaders, including President Barack Obama and Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India, and with high performers like Roger Federer and Julia Roberts. What have you learned about what it takes to succeed that you can share with us? They're actually just regular people, but they've learned a few key weapons to have in their arsenal to tackle life. And so much of what they talked about was about building resilience and overcoming failure and learning how to communicate and build strong teams and, and, and what leadership, really, what good empowering leadership really, really has at the heart of it and how to deal with risk. Ishmael, in terms of equipping ourselves to succeed in the new normal, presumably upskilling will be essential. Yeah, yeah, it will be. But I, I think we don't really know, um, you know, what the subsequent health and economic crisis will evolve, how it will evolve and what mindset changes will be needed. I think there's a couple of things we do know that society is in crisis. From a corporate perspective, everything is digital and there's a skill set associated with that that we're going to have to proactively make sure we bring everybody up to speed on. Secondly, cognitive. So, uh, you know, creativity, um, innovation, problem solving skills will have to be prevalent across the organization. Uh, and then thirdly, is social and emotional. And, and I, I'm, all, I'm really interested that we've already started talking about the uh, distance economy. And I think to be able to work in the distance economy, the new skills, emotional skills and social skills we're going to need to be effective. Vivek and Ishmael, many organisations have been learning in these challenging times about how to overcome disruption. How can companies become even more resilient to face future crises? You see, we have to realise that uh, what we went through in 2020 is just an example of what's to come. That there's going to be more change than we've ever seen before. Technology is advancing exponentially. It isn't just viruses. And they're going to disrupt entire industries. But the fact is that for businesses, they have to take these risks. They have to take the adventures. They have to bet it all on you know, new ideas. Because if they don't, they're going to fall off a cliff. They're going to perish. It's not optional for them to do the type of things that Bear is talking about. It's mandatory. This idea of being in crises or disruption, whether it's societal or economic, organizational, is something we're going to have to get comfortable with. What we're saying from a business perspective is that means there's two or three things that you need to be worried about. One is that your organization needs to have a common purpose and very clear communication. So 
at times of disruption, uh, everybody knows why they exist and what they're supposed to be doing. Secondly, the structures, and this is something we touch on in the book as well, around how do you make good decisions, how do you make them in a rapid way to be able to drive change. And so you need to set up structures to be able to do that. Uh, and then the third thing is creating network of teams with very clear accountability. So a culture which allows you to communicate really well, but which, which is very clear on who's doing what. Bear, can we learn as people how to become resilient or is it something you're simply born with? Resilience is a muscle, you know, it's like saying, are you born with, 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 with biceps? You know, I think some people have weak biceps, but they tend to have weak biceps because they never use them. You know, resilience is like that. If we, if we use it, it gets stronger. And, and I think it's how do we get our resilience stronger? But just by tackling life and going for the big things and by falling down a ton, you know, look at how, how do you develop physical muscles? The whole process of weight training is to break down the muscle and then they build up stronger. And I think it's that with resilience, the more we go through failure and hard times and and not quite making it, you know, and we get used to that and we don't get scared by that kind of gut feeling inside, but we get back on our feet, you know, the stronger our resilience gets. And therefore you can never classify yourself as somebody who I'm, I'm not very determined. You know, it's like, that's, that's, that's a ridiculous thing to say, you know, it's just, you, you haven't practiced it enough. And, you know, for me growing up, I was never very sporty. I was never very academic. I was never very brilliant at anything. But I knew the one thing I could control is not giving up. And I think the more I did it, the more resilient I became. And, and I look back now and I think somehow I stumbled upon the one thing that really counted as a currency in life, which was resilience. And that has been a key weapon through through so many of these things, so many expeditions and military stuff and filming, you know, big moments. And how many times have I heard that same message from these world leaders and these Hollywood stars, you know, actually when they got rejected for the hundredth time or Roger Federer losing his first match, six love, six love, you know, when he was a teenager or whatever it is, is the heart of so much success is that resilience and the ability to go through another failure, another failure, another failure until before you know it, you're at the good stuff. Okay, thanks for the moment. And next we'll find out about a new purpose-led company that Bear's involved in called Becoming X. So Bear, tell us about Becoming X. What's it aiming to do? I think the heart of Becoming X is trying to demystify success and strip down what it really takes for people to be able to, to get ahead and level that playing field for people. And it's a, it's a learning and a development initiative that we've done through a whole series of inspiring films, you know. And I think, how do young people learn nowadays? It's not always through books and grades and exams and numbers and conventional learning, you know. Kids learn so f- rapidly, but so visually as well. So it's, uh, it's initially through a series of films and then we're going into schools where teachers can then uh, deliver these lessons. And eventually it's, you know, we, it's linked to a foundation as well so we can help so many schools from poor countries as well. Uh, but it's something I'm really proud of. You know, I think the world has got ever tougher through this pandemic for young people. And it's trying to do something good to empower and as I say, demystify success a little. 
Vivek and Ishmael, can you both think of a pivotal moment in your lives when you were helped to realize your own potential? Justine, in my life, um, um, things have just happened. You know, I never thought that I would go from being a, a computer programmer to being a CEO to being an academic. The fact is that uh, you know, change happens and you have to be able to react to it, you have to be resilient, you have to accept it, and then you have to take advantage of every moment. Yeah, for me, Justine, a couple of things I remember. One is um, my dad buying me a BBC computer, if you remember that. I do. Back in the 80s, actually. And my dad is was a night shift worker in the cotton mill, didn't know where a computer was, but you know, listen to me who, you know, I, I, for some reason I felt I needed to buy a computer and there was this BBC computer. And that for me really nurtured my interest in technology from a very, very early age. And then the second thing that is pivotal for me, not long after that actually, is we had the first of the UK marathons in Bolton. And I happened to live in Bolton and the marathon finished in the field behind my house. And so the second year, I was only 17 and it was illegal. But I applied for the marathon and it took me a while, but I finished it. And again, this whole idea of the art of the possible opening up just because I did something I never thought was possible. Ben, what about you in terms of when you realised your own potential and started to develop leadership skills? So much of the leadership stuff has been through examples, I think, of people who've really inspired and helped me, whether it's, you know, sergeants early on in my military career or whether it's you know, regular people showing incredible courage at key moments on high mountains, that's been inspirational. I look at the Running Wild shows we do, taking so many of these icons away and and hearing their stories, you know, but so much of it starts from humble beginnings. You know, these are very, very rarely people who had it all at the start. I mean, look at at Tim Peake, the astronaut, you know, amazing guy. I see him as, you know, you think to be an astronaut, you've got to be so clever, you've got to be top of the class for everything. He said for his A-levels, he, he failed every single one of them, you know? And he didn't get managed to even get to university till he was 30. And you think, it means there's hope for, for all of us, you know, who aren't naturally good at stuff and that our future and our goals can be within all of our grasp where we can have some, some influence and control over that. So, Bear, from your experience of becoming ex and the Scouts, of course, you're the youngest person appointed Chief Scout. What do you think we can do as a society to help educate young people and give them a greater chance of success? Building good relationships, being a good team player, you know, how to be resilient, how to develop winning attitudes, you know, how to deal with difficult stuff that young people have to face now, like social media and bullying. And, you know, I think we have to always adapt and learn these sort of things if we're going to stay nimble in this modern world. Question for all three of you now. What's the principal thing that differentiates a great leader from someone who's equally equipped to succeed but doesn't reach the highest level? Bear, let's start with you. Well, I think that the the number one thing in leadership, and first of all, remember, all of us are leaders. You know, all of us in our lives are leaders, whether we're in our family, whether in our friendships, our companies, our teams. You know, it's not just the CEO who's a leader. We're all leaders. If you influence anyone, you are a leader. And I would say number one is integrity. You know, it's having that kind of, you know, be a person of your word and, and for people to be able to trust you and know that you really care more about them than about yourself. And when we see that in our own lives, whether it's in relationships or in our teams or in countries, you know, there is a depth to the leadership and it's easy to do the kind of loud stuff of leadership. 
But the harder bit is the unseen part, and it's always rooted in in a humility. Ishmael, you know, I, I think integrity. I think authenticity. Uh, I think the best people are really themselves every moment of the day, and they are confident in what that represents. And I think the best leaders are those who don't talk about serving, but they actually serve. Uh, and in my experience, I've seen that uh, become the culture of organisations just by role modelling. Vivek, you have to be bold. You have to take risks. You have to believe in your people and inspire and motivate. And what should leaders do to help their people get through periods of disruption like the one we've been going through, Bear? I think number one, do it by example. You know, example. I mean, it's like they say, the key to parenthood and 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 all leadership. Example, example, example. And uh, you know, it's why you've got to stand beside people and also empower people to. They're going to make mistakes. You know, this is, we're 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 going for the the top of the mountain. You know, we're going to fall down, but we've got each other's back. We're going to help each other up, and 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 that sort of language creates connections with people. And where there's connections, there's always going to be strength. But Vivek, you're right, and Ishwar, you're right. You know, there's there's courage as well, and and courage is quiet. And it's about facing the big moments and being able to walk towards the difficult stuff and, and look at moral courage. You know, the world's never needed that more now to be able to do the right thing despite opposition. And it's, it's very powerful when you see it, but all of this stuff is hard. And I think, you know, we're, we're not always going to get it right, but you've got to set out the goals at the start, haven't you, to, to know what real good leadership at least looks like as something to aim for. You have to realize that everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Focus on their strengths and guide them. And and you know realize that every person in your organization has a role in innovation, in in and a role in your success. I'd add to that, very specifically around COVID in 2021. I think right now our uh, leaders have a special responsibility because people are in crisis. They have been working for, uh, from home forever. There is huge mental stress. And I think in that environment, the best leaders I'm seeing are have the best empathy. They are communicating and they are setting up uh, things that we would never needed before. So, for example, we're, we're talking about setting up a red, amber, green traffic light system, which allows people to communicate how they're feeling mentally without having to spell it out, just so that everybody else who is communicating with them know, you know what sort of day this individual is going through. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, empathy, transparent, authentic is important. But right now, I think the special skills around caring for people and being kind, just as we get through this crisis. Finally, Bear, what would you say to someone listening now who's feeling the pressure to help them cope? Uh, I think for many people around the world feeling the pressure right now is to know that, hey, storms, storms, life is going to be full of storms. And right now it's a, it's a tempest, it's a hurricane. But the thing is about storms, they don't last forever. And storms always make us stronger. If you can hang on and wait for it to pass, you're going to come out stronger. And it builds that resilience we've been talking about. So see it for what it is. It's a time to be able to define yourself and show what you're really made of and, and see it as a time of opportunity. And I think for you guys, especially as you know, when that storm passes, I think 2021 is going to be an incredible time of opportunity. Bear, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. It's been great having you with us. Thanks very much. You guys are amazing. Yeah, thanks for all your support of Becoming X and, and I really hope 2021 is amazing for you guys. Bear, many thanks. 
That's all for this edition, but do subscribe to our new series wherever you get your podcasts so you won't miss an episode. We'll be back with another special guest. In the meantime, from me, Justine Green, Vivek, Ishmael and Bear, it's goodbye. The Incremental to Exponential podcast, back soon.